0: Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to Squawk Talk Season 1 Finale. It's been quite a journey, um, a really, uh, really long journey. And um, I can't believe we've made it this far, honestly. We've had a few hiccups here and there, but needless to say, we're back. We're doing our thing. Squawk will prevail. Um, with us today is uh, Squawk family member, Reese Gorman. Reese?
1: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, anytime. It's been a, it's been a great season. Yeah. I really enjoyed the season.
0: I think it's been pretty swell. Um, not a lot of complaints, honestly.
1: I, I don't think we've received one complaint. Pretty
0: positive feedback, universally, yeah. from what I the from what I understand. Phil's team. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we don't need to get into that. But no, um, no. and then uh, a true cornerstone of uh, Squawk Talk. One of the founding fathers, founding squawkers. Will Hadley's in the building.
2: How's it going? How's it going? Many many would say that. Uh, I would be on the Mount Rushmore of squawkers. I, yeah, I've heard many people say that.
0: <laughs> many people, um, and then I'm sure you guys have heard the Scuttlebud, If you've seen Twitter, but there's a mysterious guest in the studio today, and that's very true. Uh, you may know him as the chief expert of film studies here in Edmond, <laughs> Oklahoma, and. Um, a professor here at the university. Um, Dave Journey is in the building. <coughs> professor, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. Fun to be here with you guys today. Very happy to yeah. have you. Although I would suggest Will not listen to
2: the voices in his head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mount Rush. <laughs> Delusions grand.
2: Many, many people have said yeah, this. He has been Someone on the show for I know, five know. Someone's minutes, already in the hot
1: seat.
0: they him out. Will is on the hot seat.
2: This is tough. This is tough. Well, I just got
0: to ask. You know, because I remember that when we had Professor or Dr. Watson come on, you seemed to be a bit upset. I didn't know you liked the show. I didn't know you were a squawker. Are you you saying on air you're a squawker?
3: Well, that, uh, not sure I'm ready to go that far, you know, because that's a commitment. That's like not just something you say. It's a membership. Yeah, that's like a, that's a lifestyle, is <laughs> yeah, what that is. Uh, and that might be a little too much, but I'm just, you know, I'm I'm here, I'm the film guy, I, you know, kind of oversee this, and the first person you go to is
0: uh,
3: a PR guy. Yeah. And so I was a
0: little,
3: oh. you, you know, I was a little offended well, by that.
0: You know, I it, it really was not <laughs> personal, but the thing is, he has told me, he's told us, he admires the work. He he listens, and I didn't know if you ever listened. I do listen occasionally. Occasionally, I mean, I'm around, so yeah, I mean yeah. You hear it on the loudspeakers, yeah. or yeah.
1: He makes sure we're following FCC guidelines.
0: Oh, of course, yes. Which
1: yeah. I mean, we we do all the time, don't we? Yeah,
0: and all of our work is up online, mm-hmm. the Squawk Archives. So yeah, yeah free to for anyone Squawk to look archives? at. Squawk Archives. Uh, Squawk Archives. We're working on a okay. Yeah, working on a term for that. Um, well, what's been going on, you guys? Uh, you guys ready to squawk? I'm ready to squawk. I'm in a
1: really good mood today.
0: Yeah, what's up?
1: Just, just, just in a good mood. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just one of those days. Had kind a of boost
1: of confidence and just there.
0: Excellent. Just up
1: on on top of the mountain right now.
0: Very happy for you. Um, a little, you know, exciting thing that happened to me, uh, but more importantly, squawk talk today was that. Um, known comedian Tim Heidecker has a podcast called Office Hours and I called in and sure enough I got on and I plugged Squawk Talk so we're probably going to have an influx of, I don't want to over exaggerate, but a lot of listeners.
1: Certainly. Triple digits.
0: Quadruple digits. I, I'm not saying can either confirm nor deny but you know it's it's looking good I think. I think it's promising to say the least.
1: Tim uh, Tim even was very interesting coming on the show
0: yeah well i mean he seemed he seemed curious about it and no doubt i think he's gonna look it up you know he's probably
1: he's he we know that he's a squawker that he listens
0: he if he hasn't he would be you know what i mean like there there's no doubt in my mind that he wouldn't be but tim if you are listening um thanks for the support keep doing what you're doing you haven't seen on cinema season 11 yet have you it's beautiful
2: no i haven't um but uh, as a Greg head, I just I'm I'm really you like Greg, dude. I'm a Greg head.
0: Oh my! Well, first we should probably offer some context. Are you familiar with this, the show?
3: Some of this is a little. Uh, I'm familiar with Tim Heidecker and mm. the Greg head thing. I'm not. I don't have this reference.
2: Are you familiar with On Cinema at the Cinema?
3: I've heard of it. Yes.
2: Well, um, Tim Heidecker's uh, co-host is is named Greg Turkington and really like this should this should be Greg's show by now This
1: is the most <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Greg's the
2: only one offering any sort of uh, you know like film expertise like Greg is a film expert owner of the Victorville Film Archives which yes. everyone is familiar yeah. with um, and Greg is like Victorville's the new Hollywood first off and Greg is kind of getting a head start it used to be Victorville
0: was going to Hollywood, but now Hollywood's coming to, to Victorville.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. Victorville, California. If you, if you haven't been there, you need to go. But um, yeah, Greg Turkington is just like, yeah, he he kind of makes the show, and I I just don't think he gets enough respect.
0: No, I, I will agree with you on that. He does. He's not earned my respect. Mm. Well, time. You know, maybe with time. Um,
2: Classic Tim head.
3: Either way. Do do we though? I'm a little... Will is the one saying that we should accept that he is the... Greg is the one that knows about cinema. Mm. But...
0: You take issue with that.
3: Well, I do, just because Will has some um, oh, outlandish... Yeah.
0: I'm so happy you brought
3: that Some up. outlandish uh, film cinema opinions of his own. So, I, you know, I'm a little...
1: Let's let the people here who will think yeah, is the most lovable character of all time. And so, yeah, in film.
2: Who I know the most lovable character of all time is it's R two D two, from the Star Wars franchise. I feel
1: like we just lost half our listener base right there. Tim. <laughs> Hines Reese, I right want out. you to
2: tell me who is more lovable than R two D two.
1: You want to know? Yeah. Professor from Goodwill Hunting, the, who Robin Williams. I, plays. I would
2: say that
0: there is a very large list of characters that come before
2: R two D two. Okay, now look. I also think the minions are here's book, how I'm explaining Love First off, Star Wars is the most successful f- film franchise of all time. Right? Like
1: the Disney took
2: it over now. With the only the only really, I think, film franchise that can challenge it is Marvel, just because of the money. But it's all about the green. It's right? all about the green about nowadays all in all Hollywood. Little, uh, but when you watch a movie. Like there's characters that you love. Like like when I let's let's use Star Wars. When I watch Star Wars, Luke Skywalker, he's the protagonist, right? You love Luke Skywalker. Who doesn't like Luke Skywalker? But,
0: but Luke is so he, one of the worst parts of the movie.
2: Okay. Okay, one. you're kind of proving my point for me, but like <laughs> when you watch the movie, there's there's people that you like that like everyone is just kind of like roots for, but R2D2 you fall in love with right no he's never done anything wrong yes he he's has. an angel he the he's just everyone he wants r2d2 in their house
0: personality every once in a while he'll make an you're saying r2d2 well, doesn't have it, personality I think, I think he has no okay maybe he has a personality because he's got gadgets that come out every once in a while but he has no depth there's no nothing beyond that tin can
2: outer core of it then why do we continue to learn more and more about r2d2 every what do we what learn about r2d2 um and re- you, you think r2d2 can't really do anything and then attack of the clones comes along they're in that factory scene he starts flying and you're like what the heck yeah. like this That's, guy's and that scene he's is pretty, pretty not a, it's cool it's not a filler scene at and all. so you're like all right r2d2 is pretty cool and then revenge of the sith comes along opening scene which is one of the like probably the greatest opening scene of a star wars film the revenge of the sith oh. opening scene that, oh. fight awesome. that fight is awesome that fight is awesome
0: really is it is but it's all it's all cgi you, you well, it start. They're
2: in space.
0: You look at a New Hope. Okay, you know how they're much flying you know, in okay, space. Do you want to take this? Well,
3: I, I mean, in terms of practical effects, there's you know sayings. You know, one of the, I think it's Mark Twain talked about. It's better to keep silent and have people think you're a fool than to speak and prove them right. Prove them right to know you're a fool and Mm -hmm. Will probably should have been quiet. Opening scene Uh, journey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, first of all, nothing compares to the first A New Hope Star Wars. The fact being in that theater in the darkness and then a ship comes shooting past and you've got that huge Star Destroyer Come through, and the subs rattling, and it's just—you'd never seen anything like that before. It was just incredible. So I would say, right there, that's got to be one of the the big ones. And if you're going to defend R2D2 with Attack of the Clones, <laughs> then I mean, we're going to have issues. What's that? Explain. <laughs> I mean, Attack of the Clones is not good,
2: and, I'm I, not and the I the movie doesn't. Attack of the Clones is my least favorite, and I love Star Wars, and I like. I mean, the there's moments of that, I like.
3: and I, I actually part. and I actually really like R two D two. I mean, I I do. I R two D two. I mean, I got an R two D two little robot. Okay, everyone so, I wants I mean, an R two D two. so I'm one. I'm not. I don't want to put down R two mm. D two because I do think R two D two is a you know a great cinema character. And all that, but just—I mean, there's been so many great characters in in cinema, and you know, Andrew the other day, I actually think named a couple of the biggest ones, and uh, man, I think is Atticus Finch uh, from *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Now, obviously, it's a book character then translated to the big screen, but
0: it's like we've all read the book, right? Yeah, yeah, I reading that book I've read it twice I cannot yeah. picture Atticus Finch more distinctly and more fondly than Gregory Peck's portrayal in the film
3: oh it's it's
0: it's a total embodiment
3: yeah without a doubt
0: yeah like it, it, it transcends time Like it's and
3: he does more than true. beep
0: that's true it's the one thing
1: about a <laughs> lovable character is they have to have like yes you love it it's an inanimate object ultimately like it doesn't talk it doesn't yeah like, you can quote Alex Finch. You can quote... Who else do you say? I said George Bailey George his Bailey, wonderful life.
2: Which another I thing with
1: that, but you can quote George Bailey. Another thing
2: about, about R2, he doesn't even have to use words. And you know... <laughs> oh my god. Just listen, listen. I know you no, have no, the no. supremacy complex right here, but <laughs> just listen. <laughs> R2-D2 doesn't even use words. He just beeps, but you still know exactly what he's thinking. You know what he, like, is no. portraying when he, like... When he speaks to another character, and I don't know how it's that way, but it's true. Do you do you, you agree with that? You're not your head. You think Dave? He
0: can come on this show and just crack joke after joke after joke, when we're trying to have let's a let the songs. film
2: ex- the actual film expert talk.
1: He's disagreeing with you in every aspect of.
3: Well, I, I mean, I, I do disagree with the idea that R two D two is the most lovable, but. R two D two does have a personality, and it is rather remarkable what they what they've done, you know, with the the character, and it is a lovable character. I mean, I I, I can't disagree with that. I think it would be wrong to, you know, totally dismiss what Will is saying. I mean, because you know, C three P O is annoying.
0: Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, oh.
3: So C three P O is it.
0: Yes, absolutely. C-3-P- C-3PO makes me so mad. Why?
1: Just his little, oh, you yeah, yeah. just literally is like... Did you do a good 3PO? That was great. That was really I great. like C-3PO. Is that really I, he's good? Trying. Um, he's he's, he's trying Am I being good? mocked right now? Yeah. That
0: really good? No, that was good. Shut <laughs> up. I hate you so much. No, but, Regardless. But, but,
3: but he's he is somewhat annoying. I mean, that's part of the character yeah. of c 3 P.
0: Kind of snarky almost, like, or and, not snarky.
3: And, well, I mean, wants to do everything the right way. Doesn't want to, you know, he's kind of weird to be a rebel because he's, you know, on the rebel side, but he wants to do everything according to protocol. Right. He's a protocol droid. You know, you see, that's why you do that. Uh, and he's also afraid. But R2 is always, I mean, they're kind of, it, they have a great relationship. I mean, it's the oh, lo- notice. it's the Laurel and Hardy relationship that they have, and it's pretty cool that they do that with R two with just the beeps and the squeals and the and the so forth.
2: And I think that Star Wars being as as big of a franchise as it is comes into play when I say the most lovable like of all time. You know, because it's if, like if Star that. Wars is the movie that like everyone it, like that's. Like, everyone's seen. My roommate was here for the
0: first time, When did you see Star Wars? I actually saw
2: it just recently because I kind of never watched it just because I kind of wanted to go against the flow. But then once I did watch it, I fell in love with it. But um, regardless, like, also, like you're saying, like, R2-D2 is not, like, a – he's not a main character in Star Wars. I wouldn't say he is, right? No. Like, he's – yeah, he's a a complementary character. But – like you said, it's come into everyone has a little R2 robot, you have a R2 ornament. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just like
0: No, so he's ingrained in the culture. He's ingrained
2: and in, and in he's kind of become like like when you you can't think of Star Wars without R2D2 now, and he's just the kind of character that like I don't know, like lovable and and I'm not talking about like I don't I don't know. Lovable lovable for me means I think I don't know if you guys are like kind of understanding what I mean by that because like there's like main characters in movies that like everyone roots for and likes and stuff. But the reason I say R2 is because he's such a, he's, he is a small role, but like you said, he's made his way into the culture by beeping and spinning his head.
0: And showing very little progression and I'm not saying C3PO really does either, I would say more so just because you actually see him being constructed, which I'm not a fan of, but you know, just.
3: Well, I mean, w- how much of a character arc are we going to have with a droid? I uh, mean, that, that is, I mean, so. It's Schwarzenegger,
0: Terminator. Well, no, it's <laughs> that's, a, a, that's a, completely a little different, different dro- but. That's on the
1: opposite spectrum.
3: I mean, I like my refrigerator at home.
1: I want um, to put an ornament on my refrigerator. Yeah,
3: I'm not going to love it. And, I mean, R2-D2 is, it's a droid. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a tough one. Well, what about Rudy?
1: Rudy is.
2: I mean, there's. Well, first one. off, Rudy was offsides. Let's go. Yeah, that Let's would, go right there. That's
0: completely um, fair. <laughs> hey, they don't call it. Did
1: you hear that? The Houston Rockets want to replay. This is making me think because he says offsides. Want to replay the game with the Spurs because they missed call to play in their basketball game, and the NBA is going to let him probably.
2: So Wait, the Spurs actually, won by like one, right?
1: Spurs won by one point. Yeah, but Harden dunked the ball. That while he was dunking it, as he came down, it hit him and it bounced out of the rim. Yeah, the, the ref said it wasn't a goal, wasn't a basket. They and want a, a rematch? Just because no, but it was they like, want to replay the last seven minutes of fifty-seven seconds because they said because it went to double <laughs> overtime and they said had that gone in, they would have been up by one more point and would have gone to overtime. They would have
2: won. In theory, they would have, but the game would have completely. It would have been a completely different. You got to look at like. You play differently based on the score, right? Yeah. Well, so, and that
0: would be a first for the NBA, right? No, that, second you, time. No, it's when happened did they do it before. For who? Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh,
2: I think they did it in the 90s as well. Or
1: Miami Heat and some other team. But yeah, they did it against them because Shaquille O'Neal got wrongly fouled out.
2: I mean, I hate the idea
3: of that because. I do too. It's I one mean,
1: game, and the Spurs suck. Like, just give them this win. You guys have had
3: your time. Well, I mean, that is that is also true. But, I mean, it just to me, it opens up too big a can of worms. I mean, you can't.
1: Like, your, hey, your, his foot was on the line. Let's replay that. Yeah, I mean, the,
3: <laughs> you can look at any game and there are, yeah. I mean, yes, that was egregious. But there have been plenty of egregious errors that we haven't gone back because it's just part of it. Like it's Des human, Bryant, human error. Des, yeah, Des
0: Bryant caught happen. the ball. Mm,
3: yeah. yeah, Des Bryant caught the ball.
1: Well, yeah, I went back to film. I just had to get on. Yeah, let's
3: let's get back to what's
0: what's really. The you know, NFL doesn't know what a catch
3: yeah. is or pass interference is or.
0: You no, know, well, I don't know. I mean, you yeah. know, we'll just have to agree to disagree about R two. I think. Uh, I think we did make some solid progress today. Needless to say, I uh, think there's a lot
3: of people. By the way, I got to mention this real quick sure. as an aside here. I think there's a lot of people
0: that probably agree with you.
3: But I also think there's a strong contingent that would be BB-8
0: over R2-D2 now. And if that is any indication of where our society is heading, brace yourself.
1: BB-8. We'll I be here covering can, it the I can't entire stand time. BB-8. It's R2 One. I me. can't
0: stand the new ones.
1: I can't stand any of the new. Star Wars. For,
0: the Force Awakens was a New Hope, just with better we, graphics, new characters. Not even all new characters. Um, I honestly
1: think, like, they're just replay. If you look at the storyline for the vast majority of them, yes, they're different, but the overall essence is Adam Driver <coughs> is Darth Vader, and um, the girl is well, just... But, a but, I, but
0: he, he's not. It's like he's, he's <coughs> striving to become Vader. And the thing is, I don't know if you guys have read the leaks, but I have because I... Yeah, I'm staying away from the leaks Yeah, I, 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 I won't. I won't get into it, folks. That's not what we're about here at Squawk Talk. Um, but I will say that I'm fairly disappointed and concerned. Because, I mean, that's my childhood they're meddling with, you understand? Like, you know how many lightsabers I bought as a kid? A lot.
1: A lot. I used to Google how to make my own lightsaber, like a real lightsaber, and I never was able to do You couldn't find
0: any blueprints?
1: I found some, but like, my mom wouldn't let me
3: buy them. And where are you going to get the kyber crystals?
0: You that? you're going to make a real one. Hey, I've uh, I've got a pretty strong laser pointer. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we we it's, pretty much, it's pretty much the same thing, honestly. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite thing to do with that laser pointer is to get Bigger's windows backs up to um, Phase 5 and Phase 4 and I like that I get the laser pointer and I just go and I shine it at people on the ground and just watch them freak out because <laughs> there's just a laser on the ground in front of them and just start looking around like who it is and I'll we'll shine on like the <coughs> friends back and they're like, oh my gosh and start. It's hilarious.
0: It is funny. Uh, Well, you know, let's just talk worst movie that you've seen.
2: Before we uh get into this, just this is All a little right. off topic, just quick breaking news. We're talking about acting uh,
0: or movie overall? in your mind, the worst film you have ever seen.
2: Quick breaking news, uh Knicks fire head coach David Fisdale after four and eighteen start to the season. Kinda saw that coming. Uh but it's the Knicks, you know, they're trying. Uh,
0: I wish Jerry Jones had that kind of urgency, with the Cowboys. And but Just Garrett's gone. Like that. That guy's out. Lincoln
2: outed. Riley will coach the Cowboys next year.
0: You really believe that?
2: I I believe that. He's
3: one of their. I mean, he's top contenders. He's one of their I think targets. Urban Meyer, or Lincoln uh, Riley
2: will coach uh, the Cowboys next
1: year. Or the once to face the Panthers, coach
3: the Yeah, I don't know that he'd
2: go I there. I don't know if they'll get Ron Rivera, but but I I think if I had to choose one person, I think it's going to be Lincoln Riley.
0: Lincoln knows the game.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. And I'd like. You're to telling me that. If Lincoln Riley gets a call from Jerry Jones, he's not going to take that.
3: I I mean, he's going to take the call, but that doesn't mean he's going <laughs> to.
2: Oh, I think he's <laughs> going to take the job. Like, that doesn't mean he's going to take the yeah. job. The Dallas Cowboys are the are the premier job in the NFL. Well,
0: but here's the thing: he's you not gotta, far, he's not far away from being the coach of the premier team in the NCAA. You know, just all of season yeah. Season. But Baylor's there's run over and, OU. and, and at, OU, at OU, OU you know, he gets to run the
3: program in Dallas he's got to deal with Jerry and Steven
2: Jones and well you also you have know. to think about like the progression of a coach you know where a coach's mindset is it's it's always about like about moving up you're a coach, you're a coach. Well, i coach middle school football i don't I know, know, if, I coach, can, I don't you know if i can don't know if i can compare up and
1: to coach Jerry's team you got to start somewhere that'd be cool you, you think you're going to get the call
2: maybe mm-hmm. i i think i'm on this hot board but you think about you know like the great college coaches they make their way up traditionally, and and they go to the NFL. A lot of them come back. Nick Saban uh, made his way up. He was awesome um, at LSU, right? And then Harbaugh. he he went to uh, NFL. It didn't really work out. He came back. Chip Kelly did the same thing. Harbaugh did the same thing. Um, I
0: think Saban's maybe hitting the tipping point right about
2: now. Yeah, Saban's got two or three years left, I think. Oh, man, what a run! <sighs> greatest oh, greatest, greatest yes. college dynasty.
0: Yeah, that greatest I college heard.
2: football coach ever. Yeah. I mean, that's not even. I think that's just a fact He's at this amazing. point.
0: Um well, look, let, let's let's talk film.
2: Yeah, let's talk film. Sorry. I got us I got us all worked up. But yeah, got Cowboys fans, here. you're going to get Lincoln rally next year. Baylor's
1: going to beat OU. It's going to be a huge ordeal. All
2: right, film.
0: Worst movie. Yeah, just you see it and you're like it it, it irks you. Hmm.
2: Whew, I've got one. <clears throat> Two years ago, I went to the cinema with uh, a few of my a group of my friends, and we saw this horror movie called Truth or Dare. It was a Bloomhouse Productions I'm, Yeah, I'm familiar with film. That the worst film I have ever seen in my life the worst plot, holes everywhere, the worst acting I've ever seen for a large budget film. The acting was horrible. It looked like I was watching like a student's project. Like it was horrible, other than the CGI obviously, but the acting wise, it was just, everything was just so shallow. So like, like I left the theater like upset that I watched it.
0: Hmm. Like I want my money back.
2: Yes, it felt, was horrible. I
0: felt that way after Cars 3. I left Cars 3 early. Really? Because I was just. It
2: was yeah, I mean I'm a huge Cars guy. Cars one. I mean you can't.
0: going
1: to be honest. I've never seen Cars 3. You don't. Okay. Yeah, it's not good. Mine would probably be Three Days to Kill with Kevin Costner. I haven't seen that one. Have you seen it? I haven't, I haven't. seen that either. I thought it was going to be a good movie. I've seen The Post. That's
0: him just, you know, doing yeah. Steven Seagal. So
1: it looks like it's going to be an action movie, right? Yeah. turns out Three Days to Kill is literally just about him trying find Three Days to Kill while he has to watch his daughter, which is a chick flick. There's some action in it, but ultimately it's a chick flick. And I was extremely misguided into the fact that, oh, Three Days to Kill, he has Three Days to Kill somebody. No, he literally has Three
3: Days to Kill
2: with so, his daughter. Dave, can I read your mind real quick? Sure. Are you gonna say Plan Nine from Outer Space"?
3: No, no, I wasn't. Uh you shouldn't close. You say chick flick like that's a bad thing.
1: Well, it was wasn't what I was expecting. The thing was, I love chick flicks. I'm, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I watched The Bachelor. I'm a huge fan of The Bachelor, as we have found yeah, out.
3: So. That may be some of the least surprising information ever. <laughs> well, I spent a whole episode
0: in the hot seat after admitting that on air.
1: But I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I was just, it's not that I don't like chick flicks, but it's just when you misguide me into thinking, when I go in, I have to be the frame of mind. But if I go in expecting an action film and I get a chick flick, That's not, I'm not going to like it.
3: Well, and there's a. I mean, there's a difference between something not meeting your expectations and just being and it was just awful. awful. Now, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. It may, it may very well be just awful. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, honestly, I think one of the worst films I've ever seen was Your Highness.
0: James Franco and Danny McBride, yeah, and
3: Natalie Portman, and
0: it just,
3: yeah, I mean, it was incoherent. It was cynical. It was <laughs> vulgar, but not funny. I mean, it, I just, I wanted to take, I wanted to take a shower afterwards, and honestly, it, it felt somewhat like. I, after that, I felt like I had, you know, eaten a chimichanga and some sushi at a Allsup's in a small town in Texas, Wow. and got that is physically sick. That's what storm. that, that, that's was what that movie. <laughs> that's what that movie felt like to me.
1: That reminds me of. Oh. You ever seen Sausage Party? No, yeah, I I, that was one of horrible. the worst movies. Saw it in theaters. I think I'm changing my changing my Sausage Party is the worst movie I've ever. It seen. It was
2: the most intentionally irreverent. Maybe. I
1: think the whole
0: thing... Being
2: irreverent solely to be irreverent. Exactly. Like, only no, irreverent. Yeah. They were just horrible.
1: vulgar. For the like, there's, the <laughs> vulgarity did nothing. The movie had no plot. They were just... Let's see how vulgar... Vulgar... vulgar that's a hard word to yeah, say. Yeah, it is. tough. Vulgar, vulgar to to be... It was the worst thing ever. I think they just wanted to like... I don't
0: know. Yeah, that was... But, that was
2: rough. Is that not who Seth Rogen is, though?
0: Well, and that's he, the Seth thing. Seth Rogen has some good movies, though. Like I love, I I love Superbad.
2: I uh, su- I will. Superbad is my favorite comedy. I really enjoy, of all time. Well, favorite
1: what,
0: comedy, Will. What time, are you coming time? out of? Well,
2: we've talked about this. Yes. But like,
0: but of all time.
2: It's my favorite comedy. I'm not saying it's the best. No, no, sure, no, I understand. Yeah, no, you guys'
1: favorite. My favorite
2: comedy. Scoff at me. I'm not saying it's the I'm best. Saying <laughs> Monty Python's The uh, oh, yeah. Holy Grail. I I like that. Movie. I think it's funny.
0: I, mine I, re- I respect that one. I think mine is
2: Airplane. Mine. Airplane. Yeah, I respect that one as well. Uh, airplane.
0: Timeless.
1: What would you say your least favorite movie is, Biggs?
0: So I saw, I, I was really into Tim Burton in, in, like, I guess middle school. Probably going on, you know, a little bit before that, sixth or seventh grade, I guess. I'd seen Edward Scissorhands. I love Beetlejuice. And I saw Mars Attacks on TV and I was like, oh, what, this this looks great the biggest disappointment maybe maybe ever I don't know in terms of a movie and I I know that it's got kind of a cult following but you you got such an A-list ensemble cast and it just goes completely to waste with a cheesy story with an insanely cheesy ending and I don't know it just it it felt I, I was left unsatisfied I was left disappointed
1: I like Beetlejuice.
0: I I love Beetlejuice. That movie is a classic. Did you guys know about the sequel they were originally going to make? Yeah, like so four four <laughs> years after Beetlejuice released, some uh not the original writer, cause did Burton write Beetlejuice? I don't think so.
3: I don't believe so either. But uh, I'm not positive about that though.
0: Well I know there was a script floating around and I I read like a brief synopsis of it, and essentially the family that gets haunted by Beetlejuice yeah. and, you know, Alec Baldwin and his wife, they go to Hawaii and they want to start a, the husband is a great idea for, you know, a, a hotel plaza that he knows he could just, he could do excellently. And Beetlejuice comes back for some reason and he's, it's kind of a weekend at Bernie's type thing that's that's from what I've read. But I would not it just, like to see no, that. No, I don't think anyone would have liked. Which I think that.
1: they did the right thing in not making it. But
0: I know there are still talks about bringing Beetlejuice back. Michael leave Keaton. it. Leave it in the past. And I think Michael Keaton is above that now. I.
3: I mean, one of the things that's kind of interesting, you know, about sequels and you know, because obviously, you know, the people that make the movies, the studios that put them out. They want to make money and so they have a property that's successful, that's got a following. Fans want to see more of something, but sometimes what you want to see is not actually really what's best for you. It's not what you it's not what you need. Yeah. And I mean, I often want to spend more time with characters, so it's a it's a tough thing. Like you want to spend more time with characters, but are you gonna dilute something that was really good and should be just left as it was? Star
1: Wars.
0: Indiana what is some-
1: Indiana Jones? What is something that y'all think that the sequel has been better than the original?
0: See, I, I don't. I was about to say Alien, but I caught myself because I actually I like Alien more than Aliens. Oh, that's tough. Oh, well, Rocky Five. You think <laughs> I was about to go off? Have seen Rocky Five? I have seen Rocky. The parking 5, lot yeah. fight. It is. Awkward. Rocky.
1: Rocky One amazing yeah, great. rocky 2 yeah, good fine you're
0: rocky 3 nah comical it's it's, it's just it's funny rocky <laughs> 4 is kills, terrible kills mickey spoiler sorry um, no rocky 4 is patriotic though that's i don't uh, like rocky 4 goodness, that's that's iconic i just don't like it i All mean, right, I mean right, they should have stopped after three
1: opinion, but i personally should stopped after two i mean I didn't, three was like the clubber Lang. i didn't like three did you like three not to say it was terrible, no, but I'm just like this just, it was not like it didn't go with like I think Rocky one and two were the iconic Rockies, and yeah, then they be- go
2: because in three there's
0: that whole scene where he's fighting Hulk Hogan. It's just, just know, unreal. It, it's just
1: unnecessary. Yeah. It,
0: well, I mean,
3: yeah, uh, but the thing I love about the first Rocky, and that we don't get in so many movies nowadays, is that he loses. You know. He that's earns the respect and all that, but he's still lost. That's and why that's, we needed Rocky too. And nowadays, there's not many. Fit, I mean, I think filmmakers would, but there's not many producers and studios and distributors or anything that they're going to give the note that oh, he's got to win. Right. And so, I mean, I love that we had that. As far as you know, sequels that are better. A lot of people say Godfather Two is better than the original Godfather. I have a hard time with that because you can't have two. You can't have Godfather 2 without the Star Same thing. People say Empire Strikes Back is better than A New Hope.
0: I, I agree with that. You but
3: you can't have Empire without A New Hope, so <laughs> how can it be better? Uh, another more recent one, people will say The Dark Knight over Batman Begins. I don't
0: even think that's a question for me. Dark Shrek Knight, 2. The Dark Knight's his favorite yet? movie. Well, and it, Mine? Isn't that your favorite movie, Dark, Dark Knight?
1: Dark Knight, no. You say cinemography-wise. So I'm talking no, to you about no, 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 no. What were you talking about?
0: Then? Taxi you driver? The taxi Is That what you're talking about? Now that you love The Dark Knight. I, d- I think it's a great film. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a huge Nolan, Chris Nolan guy. I like I like a lot of his work. I really I will never forget the first time I saw Interstellar in the theater.
1: Interstellar um, is a m-
0: I can't even get over it. It is amazing. Well, just from it, I don't know the the kind of what what is the way he shoots. It's very gray, it, the tint. If the film seems to be like very very gray, I don't know
3: what. Like. Well, I mean, a lot of that comes down to the the color grading and what they decide to do. But he he doesn't, you know. Like you go to a typical Marvel movie, like The Avengers, you know, they're going to have very saturated, bright, poppy right. colors, very vibrant. Uh, he wants things to be a little more down to earth. It's not that there's not color in there, but it's a it's a bluer kind of feel he wants a more of a he wants it to be more tangible uh, and even while he's doing things that are just wild he wants it to still be um, realistic in some ways even though he's talking about you know going into people's minds and you know manipulating their dreams he wants it to seem real um, and you know, especially when he was working with Wally Pfister, just incredible, incredible things there. Now, I actually do, back in The Dark Knight, I do think The Dark Knight's better than Batman Begins. I think Batman Begins is really good. I think The Dark Knight should have been nominated for an
0: Oscar uh, that, that. for Best Picture. I think it's that good of a film. Absolutely. Well, and that's, that's one thing that I did wanna cover, biggest Oscar snub, in your opinion.
1: Like not like nomination wise or?
0: Nomination. Winning? What, yeah, what, whatever. Can't have one without the other, right?
1: Sure. Well, like you can be nominated, but not, like biggest, like, should have won, but didn't. Well,
0: you can't win without
1: being nominated. That's fair point. I but like, not It's
0: all good, it's all good.
2: Um.
1: Fair point.
3: Yeah, <laughs> The Hobbit. You go. The Hobbit.
2: No, I, I don't actually believe that. Uh, but Greg Turkington believes that... If
0: Greg were here, he would say that. Yeah. He's
1: a, it was supposed to be a write-in.
0: Yeah, <coughs> do you know the process by which the Academy votes and decides ultimately what wins, what gets nominated even?
3: Well, I mean, for best picture, uh, all the Academy members are eligible to to vote for it. So... So they'll just vote from the nominees, and
1: who decides who's nominated? Most the Academy, right?
3: Yeah. no. So that like how
1: does that process go? The now?
0: Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Science, right?
3: Yeah. Now that part's a little. I I, I don't remember. Uh, like in each of the craft categories, only the only people that are eligible to vote are the members of that craft category. So, uh, a director doesn't vote for best actor, right? and actors don't vote for best director, and and so forth. But best picture, they all get to vote for. Uh, And it's also a vote that determines the nominees, uh, but exactly how that process works, I don't remember.
1: Something I was really mad about last year's Oscars, was Green Book winning. That made me so mad. Why, Reese? <laughs> why? Yeah. Because <laughs> Green Book... So me... You remember we watched every movie that was nominated last year.
0: Yeah. I... I but you think it should have been Roma.
1: I do think it should have been Roma. 100%. Anyway. This guy. Besides the point, it should not have been Green Book. Yeah. Uh, so this is my wholehearted opinion on why Green Book won. Is because it's a feel-good movie. It was. There was nothing overly special about it. The story was good, acting was good,
0: but it was just I, another I family feel-good movie. No, I I wouldn't say that. I would say Viggo Mortensen did a pretty stellar job. I in didn't. That performance. I'm that's. What,
1: I'm not, I'm not dogging the movie. No, I, I think I, it's I know, a good but
0: movie. But I th- I could definitely see it falling into the criteria of a best picture winner. No,
1: I can't. See no.
2: It. Well, Reese, who do you think uh, should be the frontrunner uh, this year? For Best Picture.
1: Oh, you get no my take. Personally, I mean, I know Dave and I talked about this earlier this week. He disagrees. Mm-hmm. I think The Irishman is amazing.
0: I think The Irishman is going to win no matter what. And because
1: I, let's hear his logic. I well, think I agree with it.
0: Because Scorsese has only won one Oscar for directing, and that was The Departed. The Departed, sorry. And yeah, I, I think that this is very likely going to be his last major film because he has kind of hinted at that and I honestly with the reception it's getting I feel like why, why even try to make mm. another one right because his last one was not that well received right wasn't that the catholic uh, silence si- I, I never saw but I heard I heard big. I heard some really good things I heard some you
1: know what's my least Says he film Gangs of New York it's very odd. It's weird. T- I didn't like
3: I it. I don't much. know if it's my least. It's close. It's probably my least favorite. I mean, yeah, it is um,
0: really, really way. bad. Of the like of the major ones, right? Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he has some lower, mm-hmm. like
1: everyone has movies that like yes or someone. Yeah, like Quentin Tarantino has movies that like I was looking up on his like, IMDb. 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 Same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, same thing. Um and some movies I haven't even heard of
0: before. They wait. What Dusk Till Dawn? Probably. He isn't.
3: I mean, I mean look at Tarantino hasn't done that many movies. And, yeah, I know. And, but there's and some all
0: movies of them like, are fairly names on well he, regarded. Are you a fan of Tarantino? I love Tarantino. Yeah, <laughs> I know you are. What'd yeah. you think
2: of Once Upon a Time?
0: That's because that's my Oscar pick.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree.
3: I loved it. Uh, I it may be my favorite Tarantino like I think really? I think Tarantino I think there's no denying that he's an incredible filmmaker I do think he's overindulgent at times
0: very provocative
3: um, I think he lost some restraint uh, when his longtime editor passed away uh, and, you, and I feel like you saw that in things like the Hateful Eight.
1: Time. What do you think about
3: the Hateful Eight, though? I was really enjoying it up until the end of the the first half before the intermission, and then he, you know, he's got to do his voiceover. He always wants voiceover in it, and comes back with the voiceover, and it just—he's I mean, doing the Tarantino things, and it—it it just didn't work for me. Like, I mean, I. I was loving it to that point. I got to see it in 70 millimeter film. Yeah. Uh, I was having a great time with it, but I just, uh, to me it was excess and that didn't, that didn't work.
1: It's in my top four.
3: Uh, my favorite Tarantino films that well, I would have to, it's interesting that they're both rewriting history Are is Inglorious and Once Upon a Time. Those are the two that I think are up there as they try to picture an alternate ending to history making what happened better. Uh, those are my two favorites of Tarantino. By the way, I also think Jackie Brown is criminally underrated. Thank
0: you so much for saying that. Jackie Brown is phenomenal. Yes. And the performances are great too. And There's a lot of surprises and it honestly, just, I don't know, I know there's still Tarantino-isms or whatever we want to call them. Right. You definitely recognize techniques of in there, but It's kind of different in a way. It feels different.
3: It's a little more, and probably why some people don't like it as much is because it's, quote-unquote, the least Tarantino of Tarantino's films. Right. I mean, it does. Like you said, there are still Tarantino touches throughout it. But it's a little more straightforward. Uh, You know, one of my favorite directors, and it's no surprise, and it sounds a little too (laughs) pat is Hitchcock but you know I like and really enjoy some of the Hitchcock films that are not what people think of when they think of Hitchcock you know the films that are are not his suspense some of his earlier stuff and where you know you see him working a bit in a different kind of genre and so that's one of the things I like Tarantino is doing something that was a little different than what now we call Call the Tarantino film. Right. Um, showed to me it showed more range.
0: Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Have you guys seen Jackie Brown? I'm not. It's a very good one. Who who's your favorite modern director?
3: Well, oh, the modern
0: kind of hard. You know, who's actively making films right now?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, Scorsese is obviously great. Um, I don't. I mean, you mentioned earlier that you're not a big fan of... You're not that big a fan of, but I love Nolan.
0: Yeah, I uh, I love The Dark Knight. I really enjoyed Inception. I think The Dark Knight Rises is horrendous, I think. I'm not...
3: Uh, you know, someone that's known here loves The Dark Knight, Nemo. Uh, or loves The Dark Knight Rises. He thinks it's the best of them. Uh, really? Which is just wrong. It's far-fetched. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, I think it it has problems. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Interstellar is just phenomenal. Inception, I can't yeah. count how many times I've seen it. Uh, Memento. Memento, The Dark Knight, Following. See, the, I haven't seen Following. I mean, he's just <coughs> done... S- and they're just all so consistently good and then Dunkirk was
0: you liked Dunkirk amazing I
3: loved Dunkirk
0: I did not like it my I, I saw it in theaters and then iTunes sold it for four ninety nine. so naturally I bought it because I was thinking well it's probably going to be it'll be entertaining to see again but I just and I haven't done it yet but I remember not really enjoying the non-linear timeline thinking that was unnecessary but I mean it's no. Yeah, choice.
3: you know, and that's one of those things that could be a little bit like Tarantino, where you know he indulges something that he finds interesting and loves. Um, I think it worked out fairly well as a way to tell the story, but I can, I understand that why some people wouldn't like that part of it, um, and I can I can kind of I appreciate that and get that part, but I thought it did. The stuff that it did to kind of put you in these different time frames of something that was taking a longer time, something that was, you know, a shorter time, and then the plane, you know, but trying to interweave it (laughs) so it's all throughout, I thought was a really interesting, ambitious way to go about that.
0: Definitely. Well, you felt tension. I I specifically remember, I think, scene where they're on the boat, the the small one, right? And it's just it it is spellbinding. Yeah. You're there. Uh, so is, Nolan might be your...
3: Yeah, I would think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would think so. I would... I mean, I think Sam Mendes is also really good. Uh,
0: he doesn't co- do enough, though.
3: No, he doesn't, but he does some really great stuff. Uh well, Dave, I've I think been. Think uh, is really good.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: so. I've been meaning to ask you, uh, what do you think of one of my favorite, if not my favorite, uh, modern director, Edgar Wright, Canadian? Oh, I love Edgar Wright's films. Uh,
0: Out of the trio, what's your your favorite?
2: The Cornetto Three Flavors.
0: I love
2: them all. Yeah,
3: I don't know. I mean, I think it's Shaun of the Dead. Mine too. Uh, I like Hot Fuzz. But Hot Fuzz is really (laughs) good. (laughs) I love love Hot Fuzz, man. (laughs) Um, One of the things I like is Wright is such a good visual storyteller. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love the way his films are edited. I mean, just the mm-hmm. things they do in *Shaun of the Dead* and *Hot Fuzz* and *Baby Driver* are just
2: mm. phenomenal. Baby specifically, specifically, just the the timing of his films. You know, you talk about like how his editing, everything is just just timed perfectly. Every shot, every transition, and it's just like such a just innovative storytelling s- technique. I'm and nobody else does what Edgar no, does. He has
0: definitely established in his mm. own style. I, I think the best example of that is Scott Pilgrim
2: oh without a doubt yeah. Scott Pilgrim is just and that, and I mean crea- that, creatively phenomenal yeah. Like,
0: and it's not my favorite one but I mm-hmm. cannot not appreciate it oh that. yeah so so yours is Edgar Wright I'm assuming yours is QT or no, Scorsese? Scorsese really
1: I like more Scorsese I like Quentin Tarantino but Scorsese's films I over I like more, they're more rewatchable for me like, Shutter Island, I've seen an immense amount of times. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, um, Hirschman, obviously, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver.
0: I think mean, Taxi Driver Hugo, I mean, not awesome.
1: even my favorite one, but, I mean, we watched it in his classroom. Hugo movie. is a great movie. Yeah. Hugo, it is amazing. Hugo is overlooked. It, no, it's really good. It it's, not, it's not my favorite of his, but, like, well, you see, it have Have you read really the good. book?
0: No. The book is very good. Really? It's, like, this thick, and mm-hmm. the whole middle chunk is just all of these... Illustrations,
1: really? they're beautiful. So another movie I really liked by his is Aviator Leo. Oh, really? I really liked it. You're the first person that has yeah. I I'm that not sure you. how I felt no, about the Aviator. Thing, the thing I felt like it did was it perfectly depicted someone with OCD and that mental health disorder. Well, Howard Hughes was just kind of yeah, like yeah. it perfectly depicted it, and I thought he did a beautiful job of doing that, and it I I really I loved everything about that movie
0: well and I I know that I've told I think I've told you this I'm pretty sure I've, I mean I told you about the master I should, you that movie that.
1: Paul, Paul Thomas Ashton yeah I think
0: I've I've really been admiring his work he has lately. some good work I, yeah there will be blood is insanely good in my opinion I think that the cinematography alone in the master is breathtaking plus the performances and it, for one of Fillmore, uh, what is it, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, I can say that. He's for in a of lot his, of his movies. I know, but for one of his mm. final performances to be in you know that movie, mm. it's it's quite an ending note right there. Yeah. And I haven't I haven't seen Magnolia yet, but I've heard pretty good things.
1: What do y'all think of Yorgo Lethimos The favorite, the lobster. I, I the favorite...
0: A, I've only seen The Lobster. I heard pretty na- bad things about The Favorite. The
1: Favorite, I hated, absolutely. I thought the cinematography was good, but the storyline was just utterly... I mean, it's Yorgo, so what can you expect? I mean, The Lobster's weird, too, but...
0: But The Lobster's
1: fun. It's, it's, yeah, but The Favorite was, like, just weird, weird. Like, the whole... I'm not going to spoil it, but basically the whole premise is, like... Have you seen the movie? I haven't seen The
3: Favorite.
1: I've been only, so the queen's uh lesbian, and so yeah. she, like... Ke- but she's, like, in charge... Cause she's so she's married to this guy who's not the king, so she's based, she's like the overall everything. Yeah. So she keeps sending him oh, away. Yeah, it was nominated. Yeah, and she sends him away to like so she can slowly hook up with like these girls, and then she ends up like hooking up with a slave girl, and like it just is super like, not that I have anything against that, but it's just like that's the whole premise of a movie, and then next thing you know, like one of the girls kills and by the, the other end girl. Of it,
0: you're just wondering. What, like, what I, I'm,
1: you literally finished watching it because this girl killed the other girl. Like the Queen and then the Queen's because so I'm just gonna spoil the queen's daughter is the other is the person the Queen's hooking up with yeah but that's not weird enough so then this girl kills the Queen's daughter so well, I don't gonna, you're,
0: you're kind of just telling us the whole movie yeah were
1: you ever gonna watch it Andrew? <laughs> no. Exactly. I had no desire to see it it's just super by the end of the movie you're like well this made absolutely zero sense well I
0: I've got to ask you guys because this came out on November 14th there was a group of Collective computer sub researchers and experts. There were some from uh, Beijing colleges in China. Uh, there were some from, I think there was one from Harvard and one from an Israeli uh, computer college or something like that. But th- these guys are you know, top ranked. They get together and they create this project, this new software called What a Video. Are you familiar with this?
3: I'm not with this latest one came out November 14th.
0: Yeah, that's when I or maybe that's when the article was published, okay. but that I saw it and it's it's kind of terrifying in a sense because essentially what it does is it takes theme text that you you create you just put it down there and it converts it to video. It literally creates a video based on the thematic the, the theme text. Mm-hmm. And I think that You know, obviously with Yang in the debate right now, the Mm -hmm. election, automation is a relevant topic. Yeah. But I I never imagined that it could actually get to the point in which it replaces the director.
2: It it seems like uh, when we talk about automation taking over, over jobs, it's like the jobs that you would never expect automation to take over. Like,
0: well, I get truck drivers. I mean, that.
2: Yeah. But, but it's just like
0: but it, that, everything that, that, is just but that's the whole creative industry right there mm-hmm. that's that's writing that's that's a little crazy it's not well, and i'm
3: I mean I'm extremely <coughs> skeptical on on that because you know, if you read a lot of the what people are saying right now with machine learning and AI and things coming out, one of the things they keep talking about is you know. These programs, this machine learning, this AI, is not going to be good at the kinds of things that, like for example, a liberal arts education teaches you. Right. Things of philosophy, things of um, some of the creative aspects, the human and touch, so forth. Yeah. And we're going to need more of that. We're going to need less of, you know, some of these other types of things. Uh, because the machine learning can take care of that. Can these programs take algorithms and take things and put stuff with it? Absolutely. And you know, if you want to look at some of the stuff like I don't want to go Scorsese, it's not cinema, but if you look at some of the Marvel stuff and how formulaic some of it has mm-hmm. become, I mean, yeah, you could see where You're you could, to the choir. you could yeah. do some of that, but, The true emotion, the true humanity, the true experience, I fully believe you're going to always need uh, humans to do that. You're going to need the human creativity that can't come from any other species
2: and any machine. For example, I'm blanking on the name. It's driving me crazy. What is the the movie with Daniel Radcliffe and he's a corpse?
0: oh my swiss army man
2: swiss, swiss army man army men, yeah. first off what you guys think of that yeah yeah
0: it's but a like good, it's a good idea but you know I just a machine know.
2: could never make that you know like and th- i think that's kind of where where uh dave's coming from well no
0: i i completely understand but i think the fact that this is even something that is being, being attempted yeah to create you know be constructed is kind of alarming and i read an article in wired about how Franchise, the franchise, though, at the rate it's going, because I mean, the whole thing, it, and it always has <coughs> been this way. From what I understand, I mean, I'm a junior in college. I know everything about, you know, the industry, but um, it's it's run by it's not run by the creatives. It's run by like what you said, the, the fat cats, the big wigs.
1: So the Us, us comm majors are, are
0: good, but for, you know, for the time being, but but my <laughs> d- my dad is an advertiser, and he talks about the fear. That there actually is in the, in the industry like people are kind of you know, from what he said yeah and I mean
3: there's definitely some there's going to be some of this I mean because there was years I mean this, this is not in some ways not anything new I mean I remember a decade ago uh, talking about you know putting together videos to you know have a machine help just come up with a marketing video for a company you know and that's one of the things my business did
0: and what, what business was that
3: uh big sky productions did you did you start it yeah yeah i've i mean i've had a production company for 30 years or something of that nature
0: and here we are just you know talking about each other's favorite films
2: uh
1: we have two minutes left let's go into depth on big sky <laughs> production real
2: mm-hmm. fast yeah Landing round what is big sky productions
1: what's the mission statement
3: <laughs> to what's the, the sky <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was
1: your whole company audit.
3: But, the, I mean, one of the whole things about that is it, it, it still hasn't completely come to pass. But I do think some of the types of videos that people do can be done that way. Sure. I mean, if it's just a formula and you've got to put, pull together some stock images and you can have you know, machine learning and robots scouring for these images and getting them and pulling them and putting them together, yeah, you can do that. And that can work in some instances and in cases, but there are going to be others where it's not. And guess what else? The machine's not going to be very good at evaluating the quality, the quality of it and how well. It, those are human judgments. And those judgments, I don't think, I mean, those judgments are always going to be necessary.
0: Right. I mean, it's it's reassuring, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I listened to a, uh, Waking Up podcast from, or Making Sense from Sam Harris, and he's all always talking about AI, and he criticizes Mark Zuckerberg a lot just because the guy pushes the boundaries, and you know, yep. apparently he he has not really released or gone into detail about what his private sector, or not private sector, but private operation, devoted AI is working on. So that's it's a bit concerning, but um, you're out of time, Professor Journey. Thank you so much for stopping in. Next time, it will. I think there should be a next time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Excellent. That's a wrap for season one. That's crazy. What a season. What a season. bunch of twists and turns, ups and downs. Mostly ups. Mostly ups. Mostly ups. And we're going to keep going up, and we have an excellent season lined up for when we return. Should be January 7th, I believe.
1: Can we have a sign-off? Sorry. Can we have a sign-off?
0: Yeah. Would you like to start it? Would you do it? I'm waiting for you Yeah did you, did you
1: Rescordman signing off For season one
2: This is Will Hadley Signing off Season one of Squawk Talk
3: This is David Journey Signing off for season one Of Squawk Talk That
0: was all really good Thank you that, I cheered up a little That's going to be you? That's going to be a new thing But anyway Thank you guys so much For tuning in uh, Be sure to check out The website At squ- uh, squawkradio.org Twitter at Big Squawk And Have a safe fun, merry holiday break.